Just twice. <laughs> Many of our guests that we've heard from have in their own right reached a pretty elevated level of success. They've overcome obstacles, grounded themselves in who they are. I would venture to say that a life lived full is an ongoing experience. That nothing really ends and our experiences always come with a choice. At some point, these choices may become easier to make based on wisdom and self-reflection of what works and what doesn't work. That the challenge of, challenges of discovering self, landing on identity, are among the first to overcome. Alex Boudin, uh, based on what I have learned, is there at a threshold. He is, in my opinion, about to cross over into a, his fully realized life experience. Alex is a model, actor, photographer, and personal trainer. Alex Boudin has been making a name for himself, that is for sure. Deemed one of the sexiest men alive in 2019 by Bello Magazine, he was originally from Ukraine, a multifaceted man, has found happiness and comfort in the United States. We welcome Alex Boudin. Alex! <laughs> wow! <laughs> so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. So, um, let's... Uh, I want to go back initially to young Alex. I just want to go, I want to go, I love mm -hmm. exploring and communicating with people and seeing them as a child. And that moment where you knew that you were destined for something really grand in your life. Um, talk to me about, just paint a picture of what young Alex is and feels like and Mm -hmm. that that picture um well since i remember myself i i knew that something is not matching mm -hmm. comparing with other kids and um i just couldn't explain it i just had the feeling that something is not there right and um so when i was maybe like four or five years old i already could like tell that I don't want to be a girl. I am not a girl. I might have failed to mention in the bio that what you're hearing is correct. Alex is also transgender, and this may come as a surprise to some and a very welcoming gift to many. To be surrounded by other boys or do something that I just feel like natural for me doing, right? And to avoid things that not natural for me to do, like to be, you know, to, to dress up as a girl or being called a girl, stuff like that. So obviously I had to deal with two worlds, the reality, that's how most of the people see me and something what's inside of me that I wanted to explore more. So I had to find some sort of like a getaway for myself mm -hmm. to be myself. And um, it's interesting looking back in my childhood and as now I am starting my acting career like you would think what is all coming from the fact that I had to uh, be an actor pretty much since I was a kid yeah. because you have to um, have this double layer on yourself like you have to wear this mask um, and kind of fit in right in mm -hmm. this um, society norms and stuff and um, you have to be flexible because you cannot be um, all the time um, depressed because 
oh, I'm a girl and this is not who I am and my life is terrible. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you apply this um this this layer on yourself and it's it, it doesn't hurt you as much mm -hmm. right because you just you become that person for some time yeah you know and since i was a kid i just kind of learned how to use this and not to be hurt like not to be hurt as much as i would be hurt you know if i would be just reminding myself every single time and every single day that i'm not that person that I want to be. So you just have to be flexible and deal with that every day. So early on going in, you know, my experience is that, that so many artists, so many creative people at some point are forced to go inside and make a choice. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't fit inside kind of the, <clears throat> the linear or the container, the social construct that, you know, has been built up around us. And in order for us to find, and you mentioned, in an article that you did uh, with a magazine about um, about finding safety, yes, and that's so true. so in order for us to and at a very young age going inward was the safest place yes to go because that's where your truth was mm -hmm. right yeah because um, as a kid you don't you don't know yet anything about gender. Um, identity mm -hmm. you you don't know all these such things you just know what you feel and based on your feeling the way you are this is something that you feel safe um, and that's what kind of makes you be um, comfortable in, 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 in the environment you are and um, when I was growing up and when you usually starting learning like all these um, norms this is like this is how you gotta be. This is what mm -hmm. you gotta wear. This is how you, um, you know, gotta represent yourself. That's when you hitting the conflict with people more and more and mm -hmm. more and more. So and you're um, looking outside of yourself, and you're seeing all of these structures, all of these, mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the like a picture painted for somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that you don't connect with I yeah I, I and so again you try to find yourself a safe place to be where you're the most comfortable and uh, for me obviously it was sports I was into sports since I was little and um, that really really helped me to kind of stick with something that I know I can do uh, physically and it helped me mentally as well so I just was finding my own world and then also I started reading books and that was another getaway. Oh mm -hmm. my God. Yeah. Oh, that was everything. And at what age did you discover book storytelling as a way to, uh, I was, I, I, it wasn't that early actually. I think I would, I was, um, in my early teens yeah. because, uh, I have an older sister and so she would read books all the time, mm -hmm. like constantly. And first, I, I'm like, I admired it because I'm like, that's why she's probably that smart because she's reading books all the time. <laughs> and I would take her book and open it and I was like, what is this? I don't know. But somehow, I found that one book that I found so captivating and so interesting that I literally was able to, like this Alice in the Wonderland, I opened the door uh -huh. and I got in and I stayed there and I didn't want to get out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what, what oh book my God. do you remember? It was 
Soviet Union time. Okay. There was some sort of uh, like a story, like a detective story about the Second World War and um, the some kids. Um, they discovered some some something important that they had to kind of investigate them on the, on their own. Okay. And uh, it was really interesting. So I become part of the team, one of those kids. Yeah. Right. And I was able to find that character that I want to be myself in that book. So that was perfect for me. So I can be that person. That's great. This because this is how I, I feel myself. And mm. I was just there running around doing all that stuff what they were doing. And that's how I discovered this magic of imagination. And, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, so the magic of imagination mm-hmm. began with me in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe when I was a kid. That's where... That, okay, the, that's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to know the, the title of your book. And, and when you find out or you remember, let me know and I'll, 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 I'll plug it. All right, I got to dig in there. It's all right. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it in later. Um, so, so, yeah. And so there's, there's two things that we've, we've talked about that, uh, that ignite a creative, uh, ignite uh, uh, the imagination. Uh, overcoming, uh, you know, identity, mm-hmm. you know, adversary uh design um overcoming uh kind of being a loner being different than the outside picture Mm -hmm. and then diving into the world of books and imagination so therefore we are creating scripts in our head we're creating uh experiences in our head which leads us to empathy absolutely right i 100 percent agree and um this is another thing that i found for myself i um Whenever I was going through some really like crazy stuff, like uh, when rejections and ignorance with people, I would always want to look at uh, it from a little bit different perspective, like to understand why are they doing what they're doing? Why uh, there's so much aggression and uh, like ignorance and um, why are they like this? And I would never judge them like, oh, you because you're a bad person, that's why you're doing it. I would go from another corner and I would think, uh, try to analyze why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And that would help me to understand them better, their actions and the empathy as well, because I don't want to be mad at them. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have like a conflict on the conflict. I still want to solve the problem. I still want to mm-hmm. find the key how to get to the person and talk to the person so they would see me behind that scary picture they're painting all the time. And uh, it just sometimes takes time because if I just come to you and say something that you've never did before and the first reaction mostly it was like, I don't know what to do with this. I better push it away because I don't know what is this. I don't want to take any responsibility for anything go right Mm -hmm. and you would okay but i no you go you turned around you left what you done end of story it's not gonna happen nothing's gonna happen you gotta come back and you have to find another approach another approach if that's not working you go from another corner and another that's how every single time i had to find a way how to talk to people the way they would understand me what i need and um, we'll get some consensus together, you know. And what you're speaking into is, is well, 
I, I when I when I teach or I I, I I mentor actors or writers, um, directors that that want to be uh, more uh, communicative with actors, uh, then there are certain things that we we go into, which mm-hmm. is strategy, tactics, expectations, obstacles, things like that, right? And what you're expressing to me is that your vision for connection, the desire to connect, the desire to understand human behavior, um, begins not only with this empathy factor that you're forced to acknowledge Mm -hmm. because you've had to spend so much time inward asking yourself questions about yourself and then justifying through truth, which carries you into having empathy for others and a conflict can exist by one person needing to be right and another person needing to be right. Yeah. That's true. That's what you're, you're, it feels like you're, that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and I've learned how to find, you know, the solution to talk to people so mm-hmm. they understand, so they hear me, what I'm saying. And, um, I guess I wouldn't be here right now the way I am mm-hmm. if I haven't learned this, this ability to, to find the right connection mm-hmm. with, with the people. Um, or a connection that works. The right? connection that works, yeah. And um, that also, you know, it makes you stronger. I mean, I know I've, I've got through a lot, but um, at the same time, I mean, there are lots of people going through lots of things. It's mm-hmm. not only because I'm trans. It's, it's just, this is life. And mm-hmm. this is your way. How you, what are you going to be doing about it? Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Um, again, you're going to turn around and leave or you can find another way to do something about it. And um, I guess the way, because I was mostly on my own since I was a little kid, so I was pretty independent, right? It also helped me to not seeking any support from anybody else mm-hmm. or look for help from anybody else. So in my mind, the only what I had is how can I do this? Not how can I find somebody who's going to help me with this? How can I do this? Mm-hmm. And um, this is another thing, this independence since you're little kind of helped me to, you know, um, be more determined about yeah. things I want and to actually acknowledge what do you want? Yeah. Like you had no. That's the question. Mm-hmm. What do you want? And then you're. And you, there you have it. That's the question. What do you want? Consistently ask and yourself that who question. Who do you get what to you be want? to make mm-hmm. that uh, happen? Sometimes we get to shift into various ways of being to make ourselves be heard. In the next segment, Alex and I talk about our past in a way that worked for us to get us where we are. And sometimes that doesn't work for us as well as it used to. Growing up, if it was going to get done, it was going to get done by me, mm-hmm. which created a controller, which contri- created somebody like it this has is, some side effects. Yeah, little, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've since learned how to navigate that personality. Uh, gets stuff done. I get shit done, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's also gotten me to where I was. That drive, that independence, that connectedness to who you are at all costs Mm -hmm. because the price of that is happiness yes yes isn't it yeah the price of of you being authentically who you are and moving in the direction of your vision and your dreams Mm -hmm. is 
happiness. That's the price. That's the price. And what I want to say, even like even when you know what you want, not everything happens directly exactly how you want it to be happen. But um, what's interesting is sometimes you set something up without even knowing what it's going to bring you to. But it just what I want to say is sometimes the circumstances just lays the way that. Um, something that you planned that seed a long time ago somehow in the universe it just rolls up the way that here you go you got it and you would think oh i'm so lucky it happened to me but i think luck is something that actually you did to yourself when you probably unconsciously didn't know that you're actually doing something about it and uh, yes voila it's because you created i was having a conversation with a friend of mine and he had given a tattoo, given himself a tattoo, oh. something to the effect of "I want freedom," or "I want to live a free life," something like that. And we were having a conversation about the life that he lives now, which is very free. He doesn't need a job. He he just and and I, I took him all the way. Back. I said, "How when? How did you? Where or when did you get that tattoo?" He said, "I don't know, seven eight years ago." And then you go all the way back to that claim of "I want this." Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you've told the universe what it is that you want. Then you open yourself to all the possibilities. Open is a very good word. Yeah, you yeah. gotta open. Mm. Yeah. And then you move forward into this. Uh, and then you just the hardest part is trust, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, you gotta trust yourself first of all, and you gotta be patient because even though you want something, you gotta realize that. Nothing happens right away, and sometimes things t- takes takes time. Maybe a year, maybe a two, maybe a more. And um, sometimes you just have to let it go for some time. Redirect yourself on something else. Mm-hmm. That will come, mm-hmm. but just be patient. Yeah. You know? And even like me, uh, so when I came to the United States, I didn't know anybody here. I didn't know what I'm going to be doing. We're gonna live. We're gonna stay, and um, slowly it rolled out the way. So I ended up being in Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. and I, I always knew that I want to live in LA, but how? And it was super expensive. I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm gonna afford and all that. And I used to drive to LA time to time, and I would drive around with Hollywood, and there was one street, uh, Kings Road, between Melrose and Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So I was driving that street down, and it was like. Oh my God! This is the rent is probably like three thousand dollars a month. It's just crazy. I, I used mean, to live like, on Kings. Oh my God! <laughs> and I was like, maybe one day I'll live here. And guess what? I lived there for two years. I just moved, um, like, right, like in the middle of the pandemic. I moved from Kings to another area. Um, but I did live in Kings Road. That's what I wanted to. This is what I put in my mind several years ago without having any clue how I, I will be able to, to do this and I end up living there. That is the key, is having the vision. Don't worry about the how. Knowing it's something that you want, saying it out loud, yep. and then moving into possibility and saying yes whenever the mechanic appears. Because yeah. the mechanic is, always, is most often going to look really different. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And just set yourself, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. You got a mindset, and um, 
let the nature like mm-hmm. i guess do the thing you know like because not everything you can control you can control right. that much but the rest of the thing you you can impact on mm-hmm. but not to control mm. you know and um it happens magic happens yes magic magic mm-hmm. happens isn't isn't that the truth there in in all the interviews um i love to take us a, a, a moment a stop when somebody says something that's really specific for the audience and what you just said all that conversation led us up to magic happens yeah um i i, I guess again for me magic is um it's like something that finally like get into where you want to be and um it's not the magic like you did this and that's right. the magic it's something that you when you plan that seed and now you got that that you know everything that you wanted to um with your hard work through the time right and um this is what i call magic mm-hmm. is presented so. uh, i i i love that you know i I can't imagine what it might have been or felt like uh, in the Ukraine. You moved here in 2014, right? You landed in Washington. Yes. And then you found a really wonderful safe space in Phoenix. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love Phoenix a lot. Um, what do you... Because I, I don't want to... I don't want to harbor or um, harbor the point of, of intolerance. Mm-hmm. I, because I... I'm a believer in moving forward and being an example of what's possible without intolerance. What do you feel is the role of, of artists, uh, creatives, people that maybe they're a little afraid of saying out loud for whatever reason, a little afraid to take that initial step or they don't know what to do because we, we know that the how to is not what's important because that, yeah. that will come. How to say out loud to the universe, to God, that this is what I want? It's hard because we got so much like impacted by what's around us that it messes us up a little. Mm-hmm. You you get distracted by things that you think you might know, but that this is what you want. But maybe there's something that some something else dictates you to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we get under this influence of social media a lot. Other people, we are human beings. We like to compare ourselves to somebody else. So it, it gets you a little. So what you got to do is you got to sort of like isolate yourself and be honest with yourself. Yeah. Honest. Is, this is what I would like as an example. When I started my transition, I was so scared. You began that in Ukraine. I began, um, yeah, in Ukraine, and I transitioned in Ukraine uh, 16 years ago. I was 22 years old. And so when I started, um, I was so scared. I was like, I mean, I know this is what I want, but I didn't know many people who've done that and how it's going to all turn out and everything. Especially there 16 years ago. Yeah, 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 big time. So for me to take the step through that fear and ask myself, is this this really, this is something that you really, really want mm-hmm. and there is no other way around it? 
ask yourself and you can get scared and if somebody else would ask you that you might I don't know but you have to be truthful to yourself if you will not who else would I mean because that's what makes you unique is your life experience that's what makes you unique is your wants your desires yes your truth and if we're denied that then we it leads us into depression or or you know a shorter life or whatever the case may be yeah yeah and um, I I knew I had to go through a lot but um, I just felt like I see the light in the end of the tunnel you know I see the light and I I just I don't care how long it takes to on what it takes I'll just get there mm-hmm. and um, when I first uh, so when I started the transition, I had to get this permission from the special commission um, from the Ministry of Healthcare of Ukraine, and um, I was 22. And legally, um, you have to be 25 years old to start. Oh, okay. So I was underage. So it is legal. It is legal, and that commission is, you know, it basically it based on the Ministry of Healthcare of Ukraine. Mm. So they they do this, which was. Um, I mean, it was kind of surprised for me that they actually have something like that. Mm-hmm. But, and I was super excited and super happy. I was like, oh my God, finally I found these people who understand what I'm dealing with, that they would support me and help me to go through this. Well, that was a mistake. No one was there for me to oh. to support me or help me or anything because the way they worked is was to turn you down, turn you around, to make mm-hmm. you change your mind and make it really back. difficult. Yeah, they will threat you. They would say all the bad things, possibly um, to just um, make you not never come back. So, so that's that's an incredible metaphor, uh, it, because and <laughs> this is so it's it's so great. I, I'm so glad that you're here sharing this because mm-hmm. the metaphor is no matter who you are, no matter who you are in the world. The world is going to come at you with obstacles. It's going to come at you with 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 challenges and and your and name calling and all of this uh-huh. and and like you said, go into your space, go into your inner self and ask what is my truth because it's there. It's there. Oh. The answer is always there. Mm-hmm. And then lay claim to that and begin moving forward because if you're on that path, then everything's going to clear itself for you. Yeah, because you see, you you see the goal, you see the target, and you see it's there, and it's just from A to B. I mean, that can be maybe a zigzag or some sort of like a way around. Yeah. But you you see what what you get in the end, mm-hmm. and you want that. That's another uh, acting uh, parallelism. Okay. When you have a goal, and you know what it is you want, at all costs, the only thing that can keep you from getting that goal, is the writer. <laughs> it's right. the only thing that can keep you from getting that goal and uh, obviously the other other character yeah. prevents you from getting that goal storyline mm-hmm. yeah but uh, that's the setup but you're the re- but, but the beautiful thing about this that script over here is you're the writer of your life I'm creating it you're yeah. creating it yeah I'm creating it and at like I've heard many people. So the only me, thing that can get I'm sorry, so yeah. the only thing that can get in your way is you, the writer. Okay. Absolutely. Anyway, but what I wanna say is that I many people are like, you gotta write a book. So maybe one day I'll write a book. 
Okay. I gotta read my own script. Well, we'll, we'll come over. You'll you'll <laughs> sit out there write your book. I'll sit over there and write my book. The one thing that always then, impresses uh, me John is will humanity. Do the, do the human behavior. I'm fascinated by. <laughs> and you might be able to tell I am absolutely fascinated by Alex. Um, what a gift you are. I mean, seriously. Um, uh, you said in an interview, and we've touched on this a little bit, all that I had is the hope that I would find my safe place uh, where I would not have to hide anymore, to be able to just be me and do what I love. Yeah. And you're there. Absolutely. I'm so happy. Yeah. And you're married I'm now. Married, yes. uh, what's your husband's name? My husband's name is Tommy. Tommy, Tommy Sear. Okay. He's a um, celebrity uh, makeup artist and hairstylist. Okay. And um, again, we... Uh, I didn't look for uh, getting married right on. I, I was more like into my own space and mm-hmm. photography at the time and just and there's just something like when it comes unexpected, you know, mm-hmm. you know, never look for it and it just turned out in the beautiful relationship. Yeah. And um, then we get married and we support each other a lot. We enhance each other um, a lot and um you know, this is important to be not just um, husbands and have some stuff to share, but it's about support and trust mm-hmm. and um, just see each other through like much deeper than the other people mm-hmm. can reach you, right? Yeah. And, um, and authentic communication. And, yeah. and, you know, one thing that COVID has presented to many, particularly myself, is is the gift of uh, realization that your environment uh, is a is feedback for you is the relationships around you are feedback for you so when we're forced to stop <laughs> our normalcy yeah. right which I I would beg to, to say is abnormal the way uh, many many of us live our lives um, in many ways uh, but we're forced to stop and we look around and we look at the feedback Sometimes we're so distracted by our yeah. job that we don't want mm-hmm. or like whatever, but we're forced to stop and look at the feedback that our environment, our relationships are, are expressing to us. And we get to say, okay, this no longer supports me. Yeah. Or, you gotta move on. You gotta, yeah. you gotta change something. And, um, I, I totally agree. And the reason also, so I said that when I moved to Phoenix, Arizona, I found my safe space mm-hmm. and that's where I settled down and started like, kind of you know, getting with myself around, but just like some normal uh, stuff, you know, how to get your bank account, whatever, like get a car, mm-hmm. like all this kind of things, just you need in your life pretty much. But at the same time, um, at some point, I felt so comfortable and so relaxed that I realized, oh, this is something wrong. Oh, there's something wrong. I, Interesting. Yes. I realized that this is getting too way relaxed for me. Like I'm like this is. I need to do something. I need I I need to progress. And I felt like if I stay in Phoenix, which mm-hmm. is so nice and, and slow and mm-hmm. beautiful, I'm not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. Any further, I'm not gonna move anywhere. So my goal was to get out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. To find myself some some challenge to deal with, right? Yeah, and um, that would brought me to LA, 
And I threw myself straight into the downtown LA. Mm -hmm. That's where I rented my loft. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Where am I? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That took me off a lot. A lot. So, yeah. And I did what I did. I wanted to do this. I did it to myself. There was nothing to complain about. No one to blame. You wanted it. In this next segment, I ask Alex what angers him (laughs) or what is his deepest pain. He struggles for the answer, exploring how he utilizes anger uh, to fuel him, but never lashes out or takes it out on his environment or anyone else in his life. Anger is not something that comes readily to Alex. transmute like you you like if something bothers you you because you were to saying earlier about having a com- conflict with somebody how you transmute into another yes. strategy another way of approaching to yeah. find unity i guess what i do i absorb it first yeah and then i cook i, I cook it up inside and then i just analyze it and whatever the product the byproduct of this comes up that what comes up or maybe it's never going to come up the byzantinians <laughs> called that stoicism whatever yeah. <laughs> but that's i guess what i do uh but about the pain as well you know i've carried pain a lot inside i carry a lot inside and that's why i guess mm. it's not much just letting out um but um maybe sometimes you would think carrying something inside for a longest time it might be a little too toxic to deal with and it has to go like you, you gotta let it out, mm-hmm. and um, for me, I, I I found a way, um, not exactly in meditation because I don't really meditate like meditate, but I just try to connect myself with na- nature as much as I mm-hmm. can in anything. If there's a little, whatever mm-hmm. flower or whatever it is around me, just the the. The smell, the, anything. It brings you that, into the it moment. It brings me, yeah, that what calms me down. Yeah. That releases me. And, you know, I'm not in pain anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is fine. one question that I, I love to ask is, how do you want others to see you? How do you want to be seen? I want to be seen as, as myself, of course. Like, um, I don't want to pretend anymore to be mm-hmm. somebody else so authentic authentic uh, okay. yes absolutely and um what i want people to see not just the cover right i want people to see me through my actions mm-hmm. something what i do and something what i think i'm good at and what what i'm what, what i'm trying to um accomplish mm-hmm. yeah and this is how i want the people to see me so uh authentic accomplished uh generous which is what i determined determined, um which is what i heard heard you say inside of Mm -hmm. what contra what what you're contributing what you're contributing so that's generosity in my Mm -hmm. in my mind um well i uh experience you uh these were what i wrote down and then now that we've gotten to 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 know each other they become even more true mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> um uh light brilliant sexy brave courageous generous <laughs> continue yeah I'll, I'll give you some more um but uh, kind and 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 team 
you you came in. He's a photographer, so we were having some uh, fun uh, complications <laughs> with the camera. And you came in and you uh, supported John and I in, in setting up the cameras. This is our, my only in-person interview, and I love it. Um, it's definitely something that um, I'm gonna. That's the next step. That's the next step. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's great. Uh, Alex, your name means protector, defender. Uh, your last name, Budin, and I pronounced that correctly, correct? Budin. Budin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, is a Portuguese bread, anise-flavored uh, bread pudding. Yeah. Uh, it's also Slovakian for awaken, peace, glory, and you have certainly awakened us. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've, you've traversed some fascinating mountains. And um, I think... My experience of you and what I'm feeling and is that you're about to step into something uh, really, really epic and really, really grand for yourself, and it will contribute to uh, the globe. You know, it, it's that's like that's idea. where you're headed. That's yeah, where you're that, headed. That, this is it, and this is another thing that I see the light. Yeah, I go for it. Yeah, it will take time, but I know what I want. Yeah, and. Um, gonna happen well it's I can certainly stop. relate to that and I can assure you that it will and it does um, so thank you so much thank you um, Alex where can we where, where can we look you up where's the where's a good place you're on Instagram his shots are phenomenal <laughs> uh, you uh, do personal training um, yes. and uh, photographer and now check out his uh, his uh, demo reel He's fantastic. Thank uh, you. That's Thank a demo. Just go to his Instagram page and, and, and look that up. Mm -hmm. Where else can people uh, find you? Um, well, I have my website. Um, also, there's a link on my Instagram to my uh, photography website. Okay. So you can look it up too. And um, pretty much, yeah, Instagram. Awesome. Face. Awesome. Well, that's Alex Boudin, everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next, no, tomorrow, actually. Ciao. Cheers. Say bye, John. <laughs> bye. Thank you, John. Yay. Boom. <laughs>